the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Business talk during the day. Then we kick back and relax in the evenings. The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The nationwide average price for a gallon of gasoline has surpassed $5 on average for the first time ever. The Auto Club AAA said the average reached that milestone today. Motorists in some parts of the country, especially California, are paying far above that. President Biden and other Western Hemisphere leaders have announced a blueprint for countries to host large numbers of migrants and refugees. BBC correspondent David Willis reports the White House is optimistic about the plan. This declaration reflects the Biden administration's support for legal migration and its opposition to illegal uh, migration. And it seeks to spread the burden for combating uh, the problems of illegal migration more evenly amongst countries that are neighboring uh, to the United States. And a new set of principles was laid out in the Summit of America's agreement. It was called the Los Angeles Declaration. This is SRN News. Hey, Mike, what are you doing way up on that ladder? You're going to hurt yourself. Oh, I'm trying to unclog these gutters. That's smart. I had water damage from my gutters last year. It cost me ten grand. You, wait, $10,000? Yeah, and from over here, it looks like water's been pouring over your clogged gutters, and it's probably doing real damage to your foundation. You need to do what I did. Get off the ladder and call Leaf Filter. Yeah, but I need to get these gutters flowing now. That's why you need to call Leaf Filter. They'll clean and realign your gutters and install their exclusive micro-mesh screen system so nothing gets in your gutters except water. So Leaf Filter protects my house from damage and means no more gutter cleaning for me? Bingo! Plus, Leaf Filter has an industry-leading lifetime warranty, so your gutters are covered for life. Thanks, Frank. I'm calling Leaf Filter today. Don't go another day with your home unprotected. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com for your free gutter inspection. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com right now for an extra 15% savings. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com. That's 1-844-300-LEAF. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about the 100% drug-free relief factor. We all deal with aches and pains in our day-to-day lives, and I have had my fair share, including injuries like a detached quad muscle that, I can tell you, fell into the category of really bad pain. But I've been able to manage the pain by taking relief factor. It helps your own body to attack and fight off sources of inflammation, the source of most of our aches and pains, and I've loved it for years now. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick starter pack for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. Come on, rise and shine. It's a beautiful day, isn't it? It's going to be a great year. Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. Is it safe? It's the King Banyan Show. This is a man. Your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. The mind is a globe whirling transient nodes of thought. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. Good morning. Welcome back. King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. Thank you so much for listening on an inflation Saturday um, where, I mean, we got our instructions from uh, Janet Yellen, right? We did. Cut number 12. We currently face macroeconomic challenges, including unacceptable levels of inflation. Absolutely, we do. And so... We're going to spend, we spent the last hour, and if you missed it, boy, uh, we we talked about 
core. We talked about median. We talked about trimmed means. We talked about the price of eggs. And I have to correct myself on the price of eggs. Maybe influenced by a special factor because I I had forgotten the story about avian flu from from uh, late winter. Could that have pushed up the price of eggs differently than we would have seen otherwise? Yeah, possibly so. I gotcha. Uh, so uh, thanks thanks for the catch, Don. I I just simply had forgotten the uh, the egg story. So could so I mean, but that's my that is why, by the way, we do core is because would we want the Fed to react? by changing monetary policy in response to avian flu. Well, part of the issue, part of the issue has been, as uh, Janet Yellen herself admitted in that Bloomberg piece two Fridays ago, uh, or at least according to her biographer, Owen Ullman, uh, that putting a lot of demand out there when supplies being constrained by the pandemic was a recipe for inflation. Forgive me, eggs recipe, yeah, I know. Uh, but I think I think it's I think we would have to say that an avian flu is something that's likely to be fairly short term. Eggs are not that big an issue. Maybe we shouldn't be maybe we shouldn't do that, but we shouldn't be reacting with monetary policy tightening in response to avian flu. I'd go even further to say, I'd probably go even further to say that, um, sorry, i got to turn something off in here. Uh, I'd even go further to say we probably shouldn't react too much of monetary policy to the changes in the price of gas that are resulting from the Russia-Ukraine war. That, that would strike me as equally kind of crazy, but... If you're if you're pumping lots of money into the economy and then all of a sudden nobody can buy gas, they're going to be like, well, I have this money. You have some gas. What do you want for it? Well, I don't have much gas. Well, so what would you want for it? And all of a sudden, boom, you're you've got yourself a pretty a pretty big piece. You've got yourself a pretty uh, big piece of inflation. That's what that's basically what Janet Yellen was saying. It was wrong. Yes, she had to go back and recant the next day because I'm sure I'm sure the uh, I'm sure the uh, the uh, third term Obama uh, mafia came to her door and said, uh, uh, "Did you actually say this to this guy?" There's a report out there. Here's what I need you to read. Um, and 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 and, and uh, the cameras are right outside. Um, by the way, side note. Um, because my daughter is currently living in Denmark, and we, and before she even thought about moving there, I became addicted to the TV series Borgen. There's a new season up, and it's just as good. Oh my goodness, it's just as good. I love it. Uh, in terms of the political intrigue that it, it reflects, it's it's fabulous. I highly recommend you watch it uh, on uh, Netflix. Um, so, uh, although... Uh, I believe that this is going to be the last season. I think they've decided no longer to produce. They Netflix had so much money. They were producing TV series for the Danish market in Danish and then subtitling them because people like me wanted to watch them back in the States. Uh, they've decided that they're going to find some other way to keep my subscription. Um, and uh, they're no longer, they're no longer doing that. Sad. Anyway, um, that's the politic that's the politics of this of this piece but um you know one guy has been saying for some time that the fed's sort of behind the curve and can't really get out of it and he's having his time to shine right now is Muhammad El Arian um he is uh current he is currently uh, uh uh not just working for Bloomberg he's a long time uh, he was a uh a strategist and co-CIO for uh, Pimco uh, currently doing uh, asset management for a different firm, name of which I blanked on for the second, for a second. But anyway, on Thursday before the report came out, he was out say he was out a day before say, and the title of the piece that uh, Bloomberg put up it was, was on the open on Thursday morning. Too early to say U.S. inflation has peaked, and. 
boy, he looks he looked pretty smart on Friday. So he gets a little time for us to hear a little bit from him. Cut number two. The June month-on-month print will be worse than the May month-on-month print. I think those who boldly said inflation has peaked and it's coming down may have to change their minds. I, th- I wouldn't surprise me if we see a headline print that's much higher than the 8.5. And we got 8.6. Now, where where will it go from there? Not sure. So he was a, he, I mean, he was saying much higher. He he actually sounds like he thought something even higher than 8.6 would come out and 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 it didn't happen um why would he say that let's play cut number three. First, the drivers are inflation not broadening and that's due to the fed policy mistake secondly at the headline level energy prices are going up month on month quite dramatically and thirdly, we're seeing pressure, uh, pressure on shelter and food. So if you look at all the components, it's way too early, unfortunately, to say that inflation has peaked. If you go through and, and look at just the items that they're talking about, so shelter is 32% of your, of your budget. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, Shelter's 32% of your budget. The energy you need to operate your shelter, the energy that you're going to need to, to, to operate your shelter is going to be also a very significant piece of that. Um, uh, uh, shelter uh, there. Um, excuse me. Shelter is 32%. If you look at energy, I'm going to scroll up to the energy prices here. Uh, energy prices are 8% of your budget, as we talked about before. Um, and then if I look at food, if I look at food items, so again, I'm just using that table seven. That's why it's such a delightful thing, right? Uh, if I look at food prices, and I have to scroll all the way back up to the top to do that, my food prices are 13%. So I take 32 plus 13 plus 8. That's 53% of your budget. So when people say, well, you have to net out food and energy and shelter, they kind of measure that. You're basically trying to throw away half a CPI. So if you just want to talk about the headline number, you pretty much have to say, well, all those went up. Food went up 10 percent. Energy went up 30, 35 percent. And shelter. Let me scroll back down to that. Um. Shelter was up 5.5%, but we think that that number is actually going to click in a little bit higher in, in, in weeks ahead. Or excuse me, in months ahead. That number is likely to click higher because it's got a six-month look back that means that there's some of the inflation of the first half of this year still to be caught up in that number. And again, that's one-third of the number. So... So El Arian is spot on in my mind in saying that that the inflation rate really hadn't peaked yet. He continues, cut number four. If we get a drop off, we'll get it for the wrong reason. We'll get it because of demand destruction, and that would be tragic. Right. What does demand destruction mean? It means the Fed going 100 basis points like Jim Craber was saying. Cut number nine. Do you think the Fed has to go 75 basis points? And what does that do to the credibility of Jay Powell if they do? Well, I want him, and I've been saying this, want him to go 100. Uh, just get it over with, 100, to see if things slow down. Uh, I think that Jay Powell's beginning to get this reputation that he is a do-nothing guy. And what I really think he's trying to do is be measured enough uh, to be able to bring, these, bring things down. But measure's not going to cut it anymore. So it feels to me like Jim Cramer is, in fact, asking for that very demand destruction that Mohammed El Arian's talking about, and that would be that would be disinflation for the wrong reasons. That's basically the disinflation we had in 1981. It's not a secret how to get inflation out of the market as long as you're willing to have a large recession to make it happen. We've we've had that experience. And one of the things I want to talk about in the next segment is going to be about about, about this. But I want to finish El Arian before we before we go there. Uh, let's play cut number five, please. 
I suspect first they'll be happy that most of the blame um, would have gone to the administration, unfairly so. You know, when I look at, at the, uh, uh, the mistakes made or the drivers of inflation, the administ administration comes fifth. However, it is the administration that's going to be blamed. So I think there'll be some relief in the Fed that people won't quite understand how much of this is a Fed policy mistake. And this is where I've departed from a number of my friends. Um, it may even include my friend Mitch Berg, who, who, who will, you'll see, you'll hear uh, this afternoon, uh, one to three p.m. here on uh, over on our sister station, AM twelve A, the Patriot. Another, another fine member of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Has the administration made mistakes? Sure. I've just talked about. I've talked about one. The American, the American Rescue Plan was ill-timed and ill-sized and has contributed to inflation. At, at the same time, do I think that without it, without it, we would not have the inflation we have today? No. Would it be a little bit less? Probably. Not sure, but probably would be less. But... Um, I'm still a found, I'm still a firm believer, and it sounds like Elarian's a firm believer in that in the famous line of Milton Friedman that inflation is a, everywhere and always a monetary phenomenon. Had the Fed not chosen to keep quantitative easing in place through early 2022, had they simply decided to make the balance sheet go up a little bit less, they probably would have one or two fewer rate increases they need to do because I really question whether they're going to reduce the reduce the balance sheet altogether that much. They're being very vague about that. It's one of the things we'll be looking for next week. But I agree I agree with El Arian. This is not primarily a US government problem. My worry is the US government, the Biden administration because this is so uppermost in the minds of voters right, for the upcoming midterm elections, are likely to do things that make matters worse rather than better. And wait till you hear what they want to do that might be worse. Um, you won't believe it, but uh, Mr. Biden went to Jared and sent Jared out to talk. And we'll hear from Jared right after this on the King Bangy Show on The Biz 1440. Sightseeing in Ferris, at the Mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to The Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Christy of Woodbury says, from the first phone call, everyone was very responsive, professional, and friendly. Thank you for making the repair so easy. Experience Great Garage Doors same-day service at 763-767-3000. That's 763-767-3000. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-764-2179. 800-764-2179. That's 800-764-2179. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Unless you've visited our studios, you probably haven't seen how clean they are. But I assure you, you can hear it. Hey, I'm Trevor Kay, checking in on behalf of Forever Cleaning. Tasha and the team at Forever Cleaning are a big part of why we sound so fantastic on air. I mean, have you ever heard a dusty microphone? Not here, you haven't. It sounds something like this. No good, right? 
But Forever Cleaning's attention to detail goes beyond the studios and this microphone. Our break room is clean and inviting, the office areas are orderly and organized, and the bathrooms, they're always spotless. If you need Forever Cleaning's expert care in your office or store, or you just want to make certain your mic sounds as good as mine, reach out to Tasha and her expert team today at forevercleaning.com. That's the number 4EVRcleaning.com. Or call 763-807-9817 to schedule your free walkthrough and quote. Remember, Forever Cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. How would you like to learn to be a better photographer for half the regular price? We've partnered with Twin Cities award-winning photographer Wayne Moran for a special half-price lesson offer. Wayne will teach you all you need to know to take better images. Regular price for this five-lesson package is $500, now just $250. Only five of these special offers from Wayne Moran are available. So call the radio station now at 651-289-4413. That's 651-289-4413. Wow. The first few notes kind of made my uh, headphones shake. <laughs> Have I told the story of hearing Jethro Tull in a grocery store? I remember looking over at my wife like, oh my God. I have now really become an old man. I'm now hearing Jethro Tull in the grocery store. The music I listened to as a kid is now considered music. Jeez. Have we had this talk, Daniel? Yeah, I think you brought it up. She she asked, who is that or something to that effect? Yeah, she did. Uh, well, no, actually, she had, she identified something else as Jethro Tull. I said, that's not Tull. And not ten minutes later, Tull's playing in the grocery store. <laughs> And, and 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 I just looked at her like, is that your is that female premonition? How did you know Tull was going to come on? I don't get it. Anyway, six five one two eight nine four four seven seven for questions, comments, uh, and so forth. And 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 uh, we're we're talking through inflation and 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 um, being. I am concerned about the various things that we might do to try to stop inflation. And for people that are that are not remembering. The days of um, where we did a bunch of crazy things to try to stop inflation back in the 1970s. We had Nixon's Council on Wage Price Stability and basically a Republican adopting incomes policies, uh, incomes policy uh, to try to stop try to stop inflation. That continued into the Carter era. I was a college student back then. I was an undergraduate econ major back then. And I don't know that I remember this particular this particular piece, but I know that we would always see Dan Aykroyd uh, imitate um, imitate Jimmy Carter. And uh, uh, Virginia Postrel, longtime editor of Reason Magazine, I still consider it one of the five great magazines of the second half of the twentieth century. It's it's and Nick Gillespie's done a great job since uh, Virginia left. Um, and I've been to a couple of Reason conferences. For those of you that think, you know, your dream is to go on a National Review cruise, my dream, my dream is to go on a cruise with Reason. Uh, I, I, th- th- those are my peeps. Um, and, and I know and people say, well, it just means you're going to smoke pot. No, no, it doesn't. I don't. We don't do that. Um, and I think, I think the libertarian and, and marijuana use thing is just completely overstated anyway. But anyway, Virginia's newsletter, she has a substack now. I highly recommend it. It's fabulous. Um, now inclu- er, made reference to a couple of Dan Aykroyd clips talking about inflation. So get this. Cut number one. Yet inflation continues to rise. And so tonight I'm proposing a new program, one which will call on all Americans to sacrifice once again but which will, however, have immediate effect. I'm asking each and every American to take 8% of your money and burn it. (laughs) Now, I know... I know you may be saying, well, that sounds crazy, Jimmy. But if all of us burn 
8% of our money, less money will be in circulation and no time at all, prices will hopefully go down. So you'll be able to save more of your money for future burnings. <laughs> ah, that's just so good. That's so good. Uh, compare that to the kind of information we're hearing right now. Um, we're hearing right now from the administration. Um, I've decided I, I had my choice between Brian Deese and Jared Bernstein. Uh, Jared's on the Council of Economic Advisors, and Deese is on the National Economic Council. Uh, Deese is going to be more is probably the one talking more regularly to President Biden. Uh, at least I think so. Because uh, CEA typically is supposed to be a more of an independent shop, and I will say, it was it, it was back. I want to say, Bill Clinton when he hired uh, uh, Laura Dandrea Tyson as uh, the head of the National Economic Council. I don't. Even, I gotta look into the history of this. I don't even remember how we ended up with the National Economic Council. CEA is actually a con- was is in law, but uh, but. I would say, but I point out that the that Bernstein over at CEA is equally weird because I don't believe he had, I don't think his degree is actually in economics. But then neither was Robert Reich, so whatever. Um, I guess they decide this, but they tr- they brought him out, and so this is uh, this is uh, uh, this is uh, from uh, yesterday morning. On uh, I, I believe this would have been on uh, this was on CBS News. Uh, they had him come on uh, and and asked with uh, asked him, you know, what about this inflation report? So let's listen first to the analysis. Cut number ten. It's a report that's a reminder why the president continues to talk about these price pressures as his absolute top domestic priority. You mentioned uh, his uh, discussion today out in the polls, I'm sorry, out in the ports of Long Beach and uh, and L.A. And in fact, there, uh, to answer your question, uh, we've engaged in in a very deep agenda to help things move through the ports more quickly. And we made a lot of headway. In fact, the throughput, the rate at which goods are getting from ship to shelf, actually hit historic highs in the past two quarters. And shelves are stocked at rates much like before the pandemic. I First of all, I, I'm i going to go and look at the inventory numbers because I actually, I believe inventory numbers have fluctuated quite rapidly over the last few quarters. Remember, Q1 GDP was held down in part by a decline in inventory investment. So I'm not even sure that particular piece is too true. Forgive me if, if I don't know if, if my mic was on and you heard my laughter. I, I laugh first at, at the fact that uh, they send Jared out, but they don't turn off the they don't tell the uh, groundskeepers to stop uh, the, the leaf blowing and so forth and, and the and the shrub trimming and so so on. But the other one was, did you catch the slip of poles and ports? Did you catch that? I think, I think that's kind of uh, Freudian. Uh, uh, that was weird that he went there. But that, that's their analysis, and they think the answer is uh, they're still insisting on the supply shock, and then the supply issues as being the problem. And if I could just get more goods to market, prices will come down. There's still a huge savings overhang. There's still a huge savings overhang. And that's simply that putting more goods out there, people are going to charge what they can get away with. Uh, let's, let's continue. Cut number 11. I'm putting aside baby formula, which is a separate problem with a separate set of interventions. But shelves are basically are. back to, the, to, to where they were. Now, that doesn't take any of the pressure off us because there are still, as you've mentioned, significant price pressures directly connected uh, to the Putin price hike, the conflict in Ukraine, particularly pressures on energy and food. They explain half of the monthly increase in last month's inflation. They explained half of CPI. Right? If you put shelter, CPI, okay, if he's going to say food and energy alone, I, possibly. But it is stuff people buy. 20% of your budget is food and, is food and gas. 
on average. And if you're a poor, if if you're in a lower income family, if you are poor, it is a heck of a lot more than twenty percent. For someone like me, when I go to the gas pump and instead of putting in, you know, I drive a car that's got about a seventeen gallon tank, right? So when I go to fill up, I'm usually putting about fifteen gallons in. When that thing costs me closer to seventy-five dollars rather than rather than fifty dollars, yeah, I'm I'm irked. I'm irked. I kind of wonder: Am I getting enough? Particularly when I have to drive for the university, I wonder: Am I getting enough money back on that? But that's one thing. But for the family that needs to get to work and is living, can't afford to live near its place of work their place of work so they have to drive 15 20 25 miles further if they actually want to own a house rather than live in a live in an apartment out in a burb that's that's a meal and the and the food prices are going up and their rents are going up that's why you've got half people referring to gas as being the issue because they see that gas price they see what's going in their tank and they think of that in terms of what they have to give up to be able to keep driving. Now they have savings and they're burning through those savings. But to but blaming Putin and blaming and, and, and then setting aside the baby formula thing, which is something they actually could do something about, that's that's not that's not uh, that's not helping. But that was on CBS News on uh, uh, last night. We'll be back after this. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz, 1440. Here's King Banyan with today's Banyan Business Brief. A recent story in the Wall Street Journal contains Miami residents and particularly renters complaining about people from New York moving to their city. Apartment rents in Miami are up 58% since the pandemic started. A renter in Miami says, We're getting pushed out by these people who aren't native Miamians. But who owns the property that is being rented if not other Miamians? What happened in Miami was an increase in demand. This increase is good for anyone who has rental property in Miami, but not for those who rent there. They face increased competition from New Yorkers. The competition is good in a free market. Rising prices tell apartment builders and construction workers to make more apartments, eventually bringing prices down while increasing the city's wealth. That's something to celebrate. I'm King Banyan. Hear King live each Saturday morning at 9, right here on the Biz 1440. Streaming at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Before Bamboo HR, <laughs> I feel like crying just thinking about it. We were still handling everything via paper, and we literally had paper stack. It was all in spreadsheets and, like, folders. From the moment I started using it, I felt calmer. As soon as we started using the Bamboo, like, onboarding checklist, I mean, <laughs> it was extremely easy. Headcount, turnover, uh, years of service. Like, there's just so many different reports that I use at different points in time. I'm, like, totally set free to focus on the people, to focus on development, to focus on team dynamics. It's freeing me up to do more of the stuff that actually matters in HR, which is interacting with people, learning from them, and then building stuff for them. Everything is in this one place. I can't even imagine what it would be like without Bamboo HR. We're Bamboo HR, and we'd love to set you free to do great work. Come try our award-winning all-in-one HR software for free with no strings attached. Visit BambooHR.com HR for this free trial offer. That's BambooHR.com HR. Hey, Mike, what are you doing way up on that ladder? You're going to hurt yourself. Oh, I'm trying to unclog these gutters. That's smart. I had water damage from my gutters last year. It cost me ten grand. Wait, $10,000? Yeah, and from over here, it looks like water's been pouring over your clogged gutters, and it's probably doing real damage to your foundation. You need to do what I did. Get off the ladder and call Leaf Filter. Yeah, but I need to get these gutters flowing now. That's why you need to call Leaf Filter. They'll clean and realign your gutters and install their exclusive micro-mesh screen system so nothing gets in your gutters 
except water. So Leaf Filter protects my house from damage and means no more gutter cleaning for me? Bingo! Plus, Leaf Filter has an industry-leading lifetime warranty, so your gutters are covered for life. Thanks, Frank. I'm calling Leaf Filter today. Don't go another day with your home unprotected. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com for your free gutter inspection. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com right now for an extra 15% savings. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com. That's 1-844-300-LEAF. Welcome back, King Bang and Show, The Biz, 1440. I am really concerned about what the, what the uh, government might do. It's a Fed problem, first and foremost. The solutions have to come out of meetings like what will happen Tuesday and Wednesday this week. That's what, concern, what concerns me is what might happen in sets, instead. Um, six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. The number number with questions and comments, like John, available to us on line one. John, good morning. Welcome to the King Banyan Show. Oh, thank you. Yeah, enjoy your program. I wondered if you could tell us when was it that the interest rates on CDs went real high? I thought that was sometime in the eighties, where CD rates, certificate of deposit rates, were almost ten or twelve percent, and. uh I just had a couple other things. Um, you mentioned Dr. Walter Heller once at the University of Minnesota. Yeah. Who, who's the Dr. Wal- who's the Dr. Heller now at the U of M? I, I just heard the name yesterday on TV of an economist at St. Thomas University that they were interviewing on television. Well, I actually heard. I actually saw a clip because of, somebody sent it to me. I heard uh, that Lewis Johnston was on. Uh, it looks. I saw the clip that he was on uh, Almanac last night, uh, so that might be who you're thinking of, rather than yes. St. Thomas, St. John's. And yes. you know, for us, up, if we're us up here in Central Minnesota, we we're, we're really clear on the difference between those two schools. <laughs> it's quite the rivalry. Um, my daughter went to St. Ben's, so. Uh, but I, I, you know, John, the other thing I would uh, note, uh, who, you know, that's a good question. On, on who's the Walter Heller there today, it'd be really hard for me to say because they have a number of excellent economists. And and because I'm afraid I'm going to skip somebody and make somebody unhappy, I'm not going to name anyone. Because uh, so, because there are there are a number of really fine economists there. Uh, Walter Heller, of course, was uh, head of the Council of Economic Advisors for uh, Lyndon Johnson uh, and, um, and was considered quite... And I th- want to say... I think I remember right that Lewis Johnson, and we just talked about, was a Walter Heller student. Um, so uh, so uh, there, there's the connection there. On your first question, John, CD rates actually were limited in what you could pay by federal regulation up till the late 70s. There was an act that Jimmy Carter signed into law to deregulate the banks in 1980. goes by the initials DIDMCA. Uh, and I, I don't think I can do what they all mean anymore. Uh, I used to lecture it frequently in my money and banking course. But that freed up the ability of, of banks and savings and loans to pay high rates on CDs. So it was in the early 80s that you saw 10 11% CD rates, which used to be thought of as, hey, that's great, that's free money, but the problem was, if a bank was paying that high a rate to attract certificates of de- money through certificates of deposit, you had to wonder why they couldn't get money cheaper. You had to wonder why they were they were, they were doing that. And a number of the particularly the savings and loans that did that in the early and mid 1980s, particularly in the Southwest United States, then went bust in the latter half of the 1980s once the oil price collapsed, at one point reaching down to ten dollars a barrel. Uh, and so that, that's that's kind of what happened then, John. But that's a that that's a set, good set of questions, and and uh, thanks for the thanks thanks for those. Uh, appreciate it very much. Have a great have a great day, sir. Thank uh, you. Uh, thank, thank you. Thank you for thank you for the call. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. If you want to hop on with me as well, um, uh, Mike Darda, who is the uh, chief uh, investment strategist at MKM Securities. 
uh, was on. Uh, I'm trying to remember what. Let me. I always have to flip around to figure out what station they were on. He was on Bloomberg. Uh, yes, he was on uh, Bloomberg surveillance yesterday after the report, and he was talking about this and he thinks this might be the high water mark you've already heard me disagree with this but you should hear what other people think i believe that's important cut number six i think this is exactly what you end up getting when you run the nominal economy hot at double digit growth rates on average since the bottom of the business cycle in 2020 any look at historical experience will tell you that and unfortunately for households if we look at the may data uh the proxy for nominal income out of the jobs report which is essentially just wage growth hours growth and employment growth summed together annual at about 10%, all of that being eaten up by inflation with today's report. So I thought that was interesting because it's not clear they really got eaten up by by inflation. It might be, but that would be that would mean that he thinks prices are rising at 10%. Could be, possibly, but I don't I don't think so. Let's hear more from Darda cut number seven. I think, unfortunately, you know, we're dealing with a little bit of a stagflationary environment here, at least for the month of May. So obviously we've had some intensifying shocks in in food and energy prices. So hopefully at some point that will reverse. But, you know, as Mike McKee went into, this is an inflationary process that has been broadening and deepening out. So you've got pressure on rental inflation. That's a significant portion of the CPI. If we look at services inflation, excluding energy, that's 60% of the CPI, it's running at more than double the average of the last business cycle. So it might be a bit of a fool's errand here to just assume that if crude oil prices back off, all of a sudden a magic wand is waved and the inflation problem simply goes away. I mean, it's, it's an important mental exercise. Ask yourself this. Would inflation go away if all of a sudden the war between Ukraine and Russia ended and the EU decided it's okay to import Russian gas again? Now, we had it so happen that uh, a liquefied natural gas port in Houston caught fire and went offline. Overnight... The price of natural gas in Europe rose 10%. The price of natural gas in the United States dropped 11%. Suppose that... So, for me, that was like... That difference, that up 10, down, down 11, is not a bad way to think about what would happen if the gas... Because you ask yourself, why would the gas price in the United States go down? Well, pretty simply, if you can't send the natural gas to Europe because you can't liquefy it and put it on a ship, it's not just going to sit around. They're going to try to sell it back into the U.S. market. So you're going to see greater supply. You're going to see a lower price. All other things equal. That's what you'll see. You'll see, you'll see a lower price. That, in fact, is not, that, in fact, is what I think would happen. And that gas price, that change in the gas price, so that 10 or 11% would only translate to changing the inflation rate in the United States by less than 1%, because, again, energy is only 8% of CPI. Now, there are reports out there that the that uh in the war effort, there's been shelling of grain depots in Ukraine that has destroyed food supplies that can reach the rest of Europe. We're, you're going to see pressure on grain prices here in the United States because U.S. producers are going to ship to backfill the grain that's no longer able to get out through the Black Sea from Ukraine to, to European, uh, to a- African markets, to Asian markets, and so forth. You're going to see you're going to see an impact on that. Those prices are going to go up too. So yes, in some sense, inflation is a resu- is inflation a result of the war? Yes. But there are ways to make things a whole lot easier, a whole lot sooner than by by for by doing a by not just by ending the war, try, which I think 
has to be part of the recipe. You want to get rid of the if you think the if you think Putin's causing an inflation tax and inflation's the number one concern of your country, why is it that the U.S. government is not even tr- talking in the slightest bit about how to bring the war to an end? Right? It's not talking about that. So, it's accepting inflation as the consequence of that trying to blame Putin, but then you, if you think that's what's causing the increase in prices, why is it in, in the U.S.'s interest to try to bring this to an end? It's not. So that's the question that, that, that I see out there. Uh, one more cut from Mike Darda. Cut number eight, please. There are some macro commentators making kind of bizarre arguments, at least from my perspective, um, that aren't focused sufficiently on the nominal GDP backdrop, which is still way too strong. Aggregate demand is still way too strong, so the Fed has more work to do. And the fact that if inflation eases but is settling in at rates that are several times the the Fed's target uh, acceptable inflation over time, then that's still going to be a problem for the bond market and a problem for the Federal Reserve. Paul Krugman was out in with a piece in the last, I don't think it was this past week, it may have been the week before last, in which he tried to argue that, hey, maybe we need to just accept 4% inflation. You know, if you once you accept two, it, this has always been my argument for why zero rather than two, because once you accept two, you know, the, the argument for three is hard. The argument for two versus three is harder to make. The argument from, for zero, I need price stability. We promise you price stability. That's an easy, recognizable goal. Any citizen can see whether or not you're meeting that goal. If you're saying on average 2%, this is why I didn't like flexible average inflation targeting. Because there's no way to tell whether, there's no way to keep the Fed accountable because the flexible just meant, yeah, well, we're flexible. We're going to get to that. But we're being flexible right now. That that was a concern for me. Um, that was a concern. And for flexible targeting. But 3 to 4% inflation? No, it's not. That's, that's a real problem. And this is why on both sides of this debate, I'm going to take a break here. When I come back, I want to talk about on both sides of the debate, why should we go too hard? Why should we go, should we go to 100 basis points? No. Should we, should we accept 4% inflation? No. Well, so what should we hear from the Fed coming up, on, uh, coming up on Tuesday and Wednesday, particularly Wednesday, when Jay Powell takes the dais again, dais again? Uh, and we'll talk about that right after this on the King Banyan Show on The Biz, 1440. Is 1440 KYCR Golden Valley. Mark A. of Plymouth says Great Garage Door is top notch. The tech Mark fixed the job promptly and was professional. I'll recommend Great Garage Door to my friends and family due to Mark's amazing level of service. Experience Great Garage Door's same day service at 763 767 3000. When you take the time to really get to know your body, you find that the root causes of its aches and pains are usually simple. The older we get, the more exercise we undertake and the more injuries we sustain, the more inflammation our bodies suffer from. It's so simple. And my answer to that pain is Relief Factor, which I discovered years ago and take every single day to great effect. It helps the body to fight off inflammation and I've never found anything that worked better in my life. I can't recommend it enough. 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. relieffactor.com. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? 
Yep, I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No, no wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America. 20% of the general population have hearing loss and can't understand speech in noisy places. The universal blue and white hearing loss sign, imprinted with a capital letter T, means that a hearing loop is installed. Switch your hearing aids or cochlear implants into the T or telecoil mode for clearer speech. Contact your audiologist or instrument dispenser to learn more about this technology. Paid for by the Minnesota Commission of the Deaf, Deafblind, and Hard of Hearing, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and this station. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. We currently face macroeconomic challenges, including unacceptable levels of inflation. Well, we do. I'm concerned about what what we might do about that. Clearly, the White House has decided it's going to focus on things like corporate greed. Uh, I retweeted uh, at uh, at the bottom of the hour. I, I tweeted out uh, Ed Morrissey's uh, latest piece on this over at HotAir.com. Highly recommend you read it. It's a deep dive into the profit margins of shipping companies of and and of, of of energy companies which president biden is blaming as being the problem no i don't think so uh i don't think that's really it and besides which if you want more of something profit is the signal that sends somebody to make more we want more energy right did you think uh mohammed bin salman was going to give you that just out of the goodness of his heart probably not i don't think so um, I think, I think those types of statements are, are, are troubling. I think the Jared Burns that are very troubling, uh, but it's kind of, it, but, but demagoguery from, from, um, from the left side of the aisle to talk about why prices are increasing demagoguery about corporate greed is from a very, very old playbook, um, and it doesn't really warrant any more attention than that. It's just it's just bad stuff. What I am concerned about more is is things like I you know things like what I heard, you know heard. I'm going to play one more time. This was Jim Cramer yesterday morning, Friday morning, after the CPI report came out, being asked by uh, Andrew Ross Sorkin, "What do you think we should do?" Cut number nine. Do you think the Fed has to go 75 basis points, and what does that do to the credibility of Jay Powell? If they do. Well, I want him, and I've been saying this, I want him to go 100. Uh, just get it over with, 100, to see if things slow down. Uh, I think that Jay Powell's beginning to get this reputation that he is a do-nothing guy. And what I really think he's trying to do is be measured enough uh, to be able to bring, these, bring things down. But measure's not going to cut it anymore. So... As soon as that CPI number came out, I popped open my Fed to, my FedWatch tool from uh, the Chicago Mercantile Exchange to see what they were to see what they were predicting what was happening in the market. Uh, at the beginning of the day yesterday, the probability of a seventy five basis point increase was at three point six percent. After it, and after. After Kramer's comment, that thing jumped all the way up to a 21% probability and settled over the settled on the weekend at 19%. I'm not going to get into how that works. I don't have time. I only get about I've only got about three minutes left to talk to you. But but the point is, the Fed can't do that. And why not? 
pretty much the way they've operated policy, and this actually goes somewhat back to Alan Greenspan, but really was rooted in the in the monetary policy of Ben Bernanke. The Fed is trying to give you forward guidance. It tells you what it's going to do in advance because it believes that surprises cause problems for markets. When the when when markets go crazy during a Fed meeting, it's a mistake. The Fed screwed up because it doesn't want any reaction from the markets to what it says. It wants to believe that it's told you everything everything that you should know well in advance of the meeting. When Jay Powell talks and the market moves, that's usually a mistake. Now, occasionally they don't do that. But what would happen if you followed Jim Cramer's advice would be a mistake. The question is more, will they signal that they are willing to think about 75 for the next meeting? Not this one. And on that one, you actually saw they're still... um, uh, um, they're still now at, um, oh, no, that's not the right one. Where's, where's this one here? I see. Okay. Um, that's weird. They're now at about a 50-50 on whether they're going to go 50 basis points or 75 basis points at the next meeting. They're now, they're now in that range rather than, rather than, than before. What I'm listening for and what the Fed's going to need to do is, is not get weak in the knees, but also not overreact. And that, frankly, is what, what Jay Powell will do. Jim Cramer's right. He's trying to look strong but not overplay the hand. And I actually think at this moment that's the right thing to do. But the thing to listen for in the, in the, in the minutes and in the, the, the press statement and in the press conference, is there a hint that 75 is on the table for July? They're not going to do it in June. But is there going to be something in July? And it might show up in the statement. And if it's not going to show up at all in the statement, don't be shocked if Jim Bullard, who's a voting member of FOMC, dissents on this one and then comes out with a statement to say, I think we should have gone 75. I think that's what's likely to happen. Uh, I think that's what's likely to happen, and we're, that's what we're going to be end up talking about next week here on the show. So I just need you to uh, pay, paying attention to that. When next week, we'll take apart that FOMC meeting for you. Uh, we'll we'll dig around the entrails and figure out what's coming for the what I think is going to be the last important meeting of the summer because I think July will be locked in at that point. We'll talk to you next week here on the King Banyan Show on the Biz fourteen forty. We currently face macroeconomic challenges, including unacceptable levels of inflation. When Midwest Fence got started, a loaf of bread in this country was 13 cents. Drive-in movies were just getting rolling, and a guy named Jackie Robinson was entering the major leagues. This year, Midwest Fence celebrates their 75th anniversary, and over those decades, customers have figured out that these guys have something special. They helped make this family business the largest fence company in the state, and at 75, certainly the oldest. But at Midwest Fence, that means nothing if you're not also the best. So they have the widest selection of fence designs. And because they buy in bulk, they keep their prices lower. And they have work crews who never take shortcuts. And they visit you at your home and give you a free estimate, along with a little insight and expertise. Offering financing as well. That's how you stay in business 75 years. Find them at MidwestFence.com. Yeah, Invergrove Hyundai, they have an amazing service staff. Incredible. Hey, I'm Javon from Megan. All in all, um, the entire staff is so friendly. I mean, you have young people to even elders. They really are like like good people. They have really, really good hearts. So Tyler is someone that I would highly recommend. Uh, he'll, he'll remember your name, too. <laughs> I have a Hyundai Sonata 2020. And uh, the services that I've gotten on there is uh, oil changes. We had to switch out the chip maybe once and... I probably had like a check engine light and I wanted to get it checked on, but they never give me a hassle. It's like, hey, come in. One thing I love the most about Invergrove Hyundai is any place you go, that if they remember you, then you're significant to them. Even if you don't think you are, they'll make you feel like it. And 
you'll feel right at home. Invergrove Hyundai's service technicians are ready for you no matter what kind of vehicle you drive. Open 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays. Call them today or schedule your appointment online at InvergroveHyundai.com. That's InvergroveHyundai.com. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. That's 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.